Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the Thief Arkets. <laughs> to learn more about us, shop in our store. We just added some new ears and custom doormats in there. And to check out Ashley's travel services, go to MainStreetInspirations.com. Today, we are demystifying the Disney dining plan. We are discussing what it is, if it's worth it for your family, what is with this new free dining that they're talking about. Well, I guess it's not new, but now they've just recently released that they're going to be doing it again. Uh, and we're going to be discussing other theme parks dining plans and whether they are right for you as well. So Ashley, I have to say, the Disney dining plan, I'm so confused about it. I mentioned this in a previous podcast. It it makes no sense to me, and I don't understand how this free dining works, and I think I'm not the only one. So can you just explain overall what the Disney dining plan is? Sure, and it's you're not the only one. It is kind of confusing. Um, and for those of us who are have ever done a group trip to Disney, so back when I was in high school, um, I was in my high school chorus and the chorus and the marching band went to Disney to perform and we were given meal vouchers. You know, this is back before, well, yeah, I mean, I the internet, those. the internet was a thing, but like, you know, you had a key to the world card was your key card into your room and all that stuff. So we're really throwing it back here. Um, but whenever I think about the Disney dining plan, I think about vouchers because that's essentially what the program is. So basically the Disney Dining Plan is available for any resort guests who either purchase a Disney Resort Hotel package, so they have to be staying on property um, at a Disney hotel, or if they book using DVC points. So if anybody's a Disney Vacation Club member, book their um, their trip using those DVC points, they can participate in the Disney Dining Plan. With the plan, you are purchasing you're essentially purchasing a certain number of meals ahead of time on this voucher system, quote unquote. So basically for each night of your stay, each guest on the reservation gets a certain number of quick service meals, which are basically Disney's version of fast food, um, table service or sit down meals, and then snacks. And that number depends on which plan you choose. Um, and also obviously depends on the number of people on your reservation. So um, once you pick a Disney dining plan and you pay for it, um, your magic band, or if you have a card, which they still allow you to do, will monitor how many meals you all have left. So once you complete one meal, the receipt you get back basically says you have X number of meals left for each room, not per guest. So they do it by total. And that allows you to keep track of your balance. And basically you can use it in, you can use your meals and your snacks in any order during your stay until the balance is at zero or until midnight of the night you check out. So whichever comes first. So if you're checking out, if your last night of your stay is on a Sunday and you're checking out on Monday, but your flight doesn't leave until nine o'clock Monday night, um, you can still utilize any leftover credits on that Monday, which I will get to in a little bit. I'm all, I'm already confused. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's fine. I'm already confused. It is confusing. So, so what, what counts as a meal? Like what, what does Disney count as a meal and how many can you get? a day like all right so we'll you we'll use you and I as an example here if you and I were traveling together so the there are three different dining plan levels there is the quick service dining plan 
the regular dining plan, which is usually just referred to the, as the dining plan, um, and then the deluxe dining plan. So there is a cost per adult, which is uh, ages 10 years and older, and then per child, which is three to nine years. Um, children under three um, do not, uh, not that they don't count in Disney's eyes, but basically Disney doesn't charge children under three for things. So the way that the quick service dining plan works is each adult gets, if you and I were going, we would each get two quick service meals, two snacks, plus a refillable mug for every night of our stay. So if and we a were... quick service counts as like a plate, like a counter service, like a place where you order and sit or. Yes. So basically think about it like uh, your food court at your resort or, um, you know, a, a place where you stand in line, walk up to the counter, order what it, whatever it is off the menu. And either they give you that item in that place or they give you, you know, like a return ticket if it's busy kind of thing. So essentially Disney equates quick service it's like Disney Disney's version of fast food um, and even more so now that you can mobile order from a lot of these quick service places yes. um, which is a huge time saver um, that I is essentially love mobile ordering that is essentially what um, Disney is equating to quick service so so for you and I if, if we were to, to take part in the quick service dining plan we could order, um, and I know you wouldn't eat this, but this is the best thing that can come up to mind, is we would order uh, chicken fingers and french fries, you know, at a stand-in-line order, get them to go each, um, and we would have two of those meals. So we could eat in the food court, at, you know, or the quick service at our resort, and then while we're out at a park, we go get, like, chicken fingers and french fries, and then we would also have two snacks. And um, certain things are snack credits and th certain things aren't um, and that would take hours of time to go through that list and it changes every year but basically if you think about something like a Mickey Rice Krispies bar or a bag of popcorn or a Mickey ice cream bar Dole things Whip? like that are snack credits is Dole Whip snack credit I believe Dole Whip is a snack credit all right sorry just wanted to clarify yeah no so and it's actually really good snack credits um are used a lot during Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival and the Food and Wine Festival because a lot of the booths, um, certain items are equitable to a snack credit or they might require two snack credits. But um, so that's kind of nice is that you don't just have to eat popcorn and ice cream bars to use up all of your snack credits. I mean, if you want to do that, you could do that, but you also have a lot of variety. There's a lot more than just um, ice cream and popcorn and, and candy that can utilize your snack credit options so that first level again yes. sorry because i interrupted you to ask about that it's okay is quick service and snacks and you get a certain amount of credits per day or per your trip per night so disney handles the disney dining plan by nights of stay because once you get into days days can get a little confusing so if you are staying for five nights you will be charged for the dining plan for every single night that you're staying. So it's per adult or per child per night. So if you and I are, are going for five days, we will be charged essentially um, for two adults for five nights. So that quick service dining plan is two quick service meals, two snacks, and then the refillable mug. And the refillable mugs can be filled at your resort, um, also at the parks, but a lot of people don't bother bringing them. And um, it, basically you're given 10 quick service meals and 10 snacks two times five five nights yeah so um 
Disney doesn't care how you use them. Like you could use all of your quick service meals the first three days and then just eat snacks the last two nights or whatever it is, however you want to do it. But basically you are paying up front for 10 quick service meals and 10 snacks if you're staying for five nights. Okay, I'm doing the math on that. <laughs> Do you know what that costs right now? Like in 2019, obviously it changes all the time, but just to get an idea. Sure. So for the quick service dining plan in 2019, the cost per adult per night is $52.50. For a child, again, ages uh, three to nine um, per night is $23.78. Hmm. Are you doing yeah, the math in so your head right now? <laughs> I am doing the math because I'm just trying to think of like what I normally get at a quick service restaurant. Like if I'm ordering it like, you know, like the grilled cheese and and tomato soup thing. Um, yeah. What does that turn out to be? Like 17, $17 or something like well, that? Well, so this, this is where... And we should probably talk about and, the other. Sorry, does this does this include drinks too? <laughs> it does. So this is where we should okay. probably um, talk about the other two levels, and then we can talk about whether you know it makes sense it's cost wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next level up from quick service would be the regular dining plan. So similar in fashion, this is per adult per night or per child per night. You are given one table service meal, one quick service meal two snacks and a refillable bug. So instead of two quick service meals, you're split between one quick service meal and one table service meal. So think of it as, you know, you're spending your day at Magic Kingdom. You decide for lunch, you're going to do a quick service meal from Columbia Harbor House. And then for table service, you're going to eat at Liberty Tree Tavern um, or any other table service options there. Uh, so that would be how your credits and again similarly to the quick service dining plans based on per adult per night so you would have if it's five nights you would have five table service meals five quick service meals ten snacks and are there restrictions on the places that you're allowed to go like is there a list like these are only the places that you're allowed to do it at because that's how like bush gardens is so there are certain restaurants that don't accept the Disney dining plan, um, but where you actually get, where it gets trickier, I should say, is for certain restaurants that require two table service credits. So some of Disney's uh, more popular or more expensive options require two table service credits versus one, like Be Our Guest Dinner. That is a two, currently it has changed sometimes, but currently is a two table service credit meal. So if you were on the regular dining plan and you knew that you were going to eat or you made a reservation at Be Our Guest for dinner one night, you're going to have to use two of those table service credits for that dinner, which means you're going to be one less of a table service credit for the rest of your week. So you are, or whatever your stay is. So you will need to probably pay out of pocket for that last meal, whatever it might be. Right, because I was reading that Be Our Guest, you were saying it's two for dinner, but for breakfast, they're one credit. Correct. So, And someone just recently on Instagram posted their order ahead breakfast menu that the croque madame is like, croque, I don't know how you say that, croque madame. <laughs> croque madame. Is, uh, I'm not French, uh, is $28 for like a donut. Yeah, well, it's $28 <laughs> for a donut. Okay, croque madames are not donuts. And then $28. <laughs> For the cured meat and cheese, 
And then, you know, you get a mimosa, peach bellini. Those are like 10 bucks each. That's $76 for breakfast. And it's only one breakfast dining credit. It's one table service. Uh, sorry, one quick service credit. So Be Our Guest is a little bit quirkier than some of the other restaurants, or I should say the majority of the restaurants, at least at Walt Disney World, where breakfast and lunch at Be Our Guest are both considered quick service meals. So, yes, they they are pricier but if you're on the disney plane it's a dining plan it's a great use of that credit because it's a more expensive breakfast or lunch um so you're definitely getting it's definitely worth the cost that you're paying um but and you can also mobile order ahead of time which is always lovely if you want to breeze in and out for your breakfast and lunch um and then but dinner is still a sit down prefix meal so um you know it just again some of this stuff is a little bit of a pros and cons, you know, looking at the pricing, figure it out, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, Be Our Guest is one of those funky ones where if you're going to, if you're planning to eat there and you're considering the Disney dining plan, um, you know, you might want to play around with it a little bit if you're not committed to just going to dinner. Cost for the regular dining plan, again, one table service meal, one quick service meal, two snacks, and the refillable mug um, per adult per night is $75.49, and per child per night is $27.98. Hmm. Another question. Uh, if you decide you don't want to use table service or you want to switch from table service to quick service, can you do something like that? So it's a great question. So um, Dining plan, okay, so basically you can use a table service credit at a quick service location. So basically, think about it like when we talked about Run Disney and the corrals. You can go from a higher value item, which is your table service credit, and you can use it at a quick service location. Um, there are two caveats to this. You have to be out of quick service credits. So if you still have quick service credits left, the dining plan system is going to to use those credits first. Um, and you also obviously have to have a table service credit left in order to use it at a quick service location. Um, from a value standpoint, this is like a not great idea uh, just because you're not saving any money by doing that. Um, there's, I don't think there's anything you can get at a quick service that is going to be more expensive than what you could use the table service credit for. Right. Um, but that being said, it does add some flexibility. So if you are, um, you know, if your trip is not going accordingly, or maybe you had to cancel a table service restaurant um, reservation and you know, it's your last day and you're just trying to make something work, you know, you can still at least, you don't have to eat that cost. Um, yeah. You can still do it. Are there any other trades that you can do, like a drink for a snack or something like that? Exchange one quick service credit for three snack items at most of the quick service restaurant locations. So this does not apply to any of like the carts or the kiosks that are out randomly in the parks. Um, and all three items must count as Disney dining plan snacks. When you look at a menu at any of the the um, quick service restaurant locations, they'll have this little snack logo next to them. And that's how you'll know that they um, are they're applicable on the Disney dining plan in terms of a snack credit. In addition to that, all three of them must be purchased together in one transaction. So you're not really saving money typically, but if you are like me and 
you decide that you're not super hungry but you there's like three different sides and you want a little bit of each thing um, you can make a meal out of three sides or if you want extra sides for your other meals um, or if you just want some snacks for a trip home you know that's a good way to use a quick service credit especially if you're kind of tapped out on full meals at that point you can also trade in your dessert for a soup a side salad or another side item um, such as like why would you do well, that I don't, I don't know I mean you know I wouldn't do that I would be like give me all the desserts instead but some people want you know maybe they're trying to eat healthier or maybe they just don't yeah, like the desserts to each their own. yeah it's all good to each their um, own. but that's an option at most table service locations so not all locations have that option some might not be willing to substitute but you can just ask when you get there and they'll tell you what they can work with and what they can't um, and then you can also trade a drink credit for a snack item or a bottle of water to go at most of the quick service locations. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, so it's a little bit of navigating the system um, and knowing what you can do and can't do. But, um, but yeah, there are some there are some ways to use it for your benefit. Yes, for sure. The last so, I was gonna say the last level of um, dining plan, just so we make sure we cover them all, is the deluxe dining plan. And the deluxe dining plan is three meals, which can be any combination of table service and quick service. So you're not restricted to how you use them. Two snacks and the refillable mug. This is the most expensive option, as you can imagine. Adults, it's $116.25 per night. And for children, it's $43.49 per night. Hmm. Now, the way that I look at the deluxe dining plan, like Jessica and I, as many of our listeners will come to learn as you go along this tour with us, we really like to eat. It's like one of the reasons why we're such good friends is because our friendship was built on basically going on food adventures. And so when I look at the deluxe dining plan, I think you and I would have, would make the most out of this because it would, we would totally utilize it the best way. We would have basically table service restaurants meals for almost all of our meals every day um, because we would get to try so many different restaurants with those credits but you do have the flexibility of doing let's say breakfast and lunch is table service and quick service is dinner or whatever order you choose nice. um, the other thing you have the flexibility of is if let's say you're going to be our guest for dinner and you have to use two table service credits there you go you're using two table service credits that means that you know, one of your meals, obviously that day, or at some point is going to have to just be quick service. Um, and, you know, maybe you're not a family that eats three square meals a day. Like I'm not a breakfast eater really. So for me, it wouldn't make sense in terms of a full breakfast meal, but it would give me the flexibility of going to those two table service credit dinners or lunches if there are any. My question, I'm thinking about my husband. My husband is someone who is always thirsty. Wherever we're going, he he always needs to have a, a, a beverage. So for him, like when we've done the Six Flags uh, beverage, all day beverage thing, that has really worked out in his favor. Of course, you got to carry around that huge sports bottle. But I'm asking, I'm wondering with the Disney dining plan, you said that there's that refillable mug. I've seen that. It's like a travel coffee mug I've seen that in the parks um, but do all of the meals if you're saying like oh a table service credit 
is that different than the refillable mug? Do you also get a drink as part of your meal? So your meals do come with a drink, but that has nothing to do with the refillable mug program. So, so with your refillable mug, you are basically given, it's gifted to you by Disney and the refillable mug is part of your Disney dining plan. So it's already been paid for and it can be used at any of the refillable mug stations at any of the resorts, um, including some of the pools, the pools, some of the pools have actually refill stations, which is great. Um, there, the, basically the beverages that are available are coffee, iced or hot tea, um, soda or depending on where you live in the country, pop, um, which by the way, in case anybody's wondering, they're all Coke products. Disney doesn't sell Pepsi and hot chocolate, which if you're there during some colder months, you can fill that thing up with uh, hot chocolate. Um, and then most of the stations have some sort of like lemonade, fruit punch and um, red or blue Powerade. Um, if your kids are kind of into that, um, the only thing that is not available for the refillable mug refills outside of alcohol is milk and real fruit juice. So you can't fill it with OJ or apple juice. Um, so essentially think about like those giant, like if, again, if you're going to a fast food restaurant and you see the big drink station, that's essentially what you're allowed to fill your refillable mug with. Um, you know, there's also water available, which I would not recommend as the best use of value, but like if you're a big diet Coke drinker, you know, this thing is going to come in handy. The only thing you can't use it in is in the theme parks. So that's kind of one of the reasons why they give you a drink or a beverage as part of your dining plan credits in the theme parks is because you can't bring your refillable mug in. I mean, you can bring it into the theme parks, but um, to fill it, it will not, it will cost you. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that the refillable mug has an RFID chip on it, RFID chip, and that chip is linked to how many days you have at the Disney dining plan, or I should say nights, how many nights you have. So if you have five nights, the Disney dining plan is, the system is only going to allow you to automatically fill that mug for those nights, those days. So let's say you're staying on Disney property for five nights, but then you're going to spend three days visiting Aunt Sally in celebration and Aunt Sally wants to go to one of the resorts for dinner. You won't be able to use your mug. You'll be able to use your mug, but you have to pay for it. It will not automatically fill in the right. system. So um, people used to get away with that a long time ago and they fixed it. <laughs> so technology. Is chip. Wow. Excited. That's yes. amazing. Yes. They like scan it. Is that what it is? I guess. I don't know enough about yeah. the RFID chips, but there's some sort of chip in it that basically says to Neat. the computer in the drink station, like, yes, you can fill me or no, you can't. That's basically and how it works. Also, just to clarify, this is only for the parks in Florida. From my Correct. understanding, there isn't a Disney dining plan in California at this point. Correct. Disney Dining Plan is only available for Walt Disney World Resort guests. Right. I have seen um, the things in California, like obviously the annual pass holder popcorn buckets. Those are a fun way to save some money on food. If you're someone who likes popcorn, you buy the popcorn bucket. And then for, I think for like 15 bucks and then for a dollar, every time you come back, you can, or you can refill your popcorn as much as you want, your popcorn bucket. Um, I've seen obviously at like the food and wine festival, there's like a sip and saver pass that you can get where you get eight items for $54, which basically makes them, you know, like six seventy-five an item or something like that. Um, 
there are things like that that you can do. I have also seen some of those mugs that are refillable. They look like a travel coffee mug that you could buy. I've seen them at like Jolly Holiday Bakery. Um, and I think that you can refill those, but probably only for the day that you're there. And I think with receipt, you do that. Um, but yeah, yeah similar no, to the no popcorn buckets, plan. right? Or well, no, I guess you don't need the receipt with the popcorn buckets because no, as long as you, you have, have the bucket, bucket. <laughs> it's, you're carrying around this huge bucket. And they're like, oh, okay, you clearly bought the bucket. And then yeah, you get if it's that annual pass holder popcorn bucket in that time, they will give you a free full bucket of popcorn for a buck. Which and is that awesome. is nice. It's such a deal. I mean, yeah, Disney, Disneyland, yeah. Disneyland used to have, it was not the Disney dining plan. It was sort of this like, I mean, it was similar in that it was like a tiered system. Um, I think they were named after like Minnie, Mickey, and Goofy maybe. And basically it was like a prepaid voucher system. So it was very similar. I think as like you and I have talked about, the resorts are just a little bit different beasts and how people travel them. So at Disneyland Resort, you have three Disneyland resorts currently, two parks and downtown Disney. But, you know, Anaheim is, that space is pretty tight. Um, you know, it's a pretty small area. Mm -hmm. um, you're not really like in a, you're in Anaheim. So you're not really in this like separate uh, place, you know? Yeah. You're not in this separate bubble. I mean, you can literally leave Disneyland resort, walk across the Esplanade and go over to like the Howard Johnson's across the street. So, there isn't that like insular bubble, whereas at Walt Disney World, you are in a very large bubble um, with lots of resorts and lots of parks and, you know, all sorts of things there. And so um, I think the Disney dining plan is just, it just makes more sense for people who are traveling to Disney World versus Disneyland um, sure. in terms of how they travel, in terms of the ease of it, even though it is still kind of confusing. <laughs> Do you know if the Disney Dining Plan also works at Disney Springs? It does work at Disney Springs. Um, the There are certain restaurants it works at and certain restaurants it doesn't. So um, I always err on the side of caution to not list what restaurants it works and doesn't work at. Because sure. knowing me, I would just ramble them off right now. And then two days from now, that will change. Um, but you can always find the most updated list of restaurants um, up on the Disney website and they'll tell you which restaurants um, are currently participating in the dining plan versus which ones aren't. So you do have a lot more flexibility. Well. Uh, yes, they're in the app too. Yeah, it's a filter option within the app. So you can click Disney dining plan oh, accepted. Um, nice. Yeah, which is really nice. I mean, that's a huge, because again, there are just some restaurants that don't. The other thing the app will tell you or the website whichever you're navigating, will also tell you how many credits it counts for. So if you are looking at those table service restaurants, especially those signature level restaurants, it will say one table service credit or two table service credits. So as you are planning in advance, which we strongly, strongly, strongly suggest, mm -hmm. you can look at um, each restaurant and decide, you know, okay, is this, is this gonna make sense for the cost should I paying for it out of pocket should I do the Disney dining plan etc and then which one the quick service the regular yes. or the deluxe cool yep. so do you think that this is really a cost savings I think depending on how you and your family travel well actually I'm not sure how you travel depending on how you and your family eat and depending on how you like to vacation it can be a big cost savings. So if you are visiting 
you know, Disney World for the first time and you're a little overwhelmed by all of your meal options and you want the flexibility of being able to, um, you know, have more time for rides, maybe it makes more sense to do the quick service dining plan and then to eat at a table service restaurant out of pocket when you are feeling like it makes sense. Um, if your kids are not big breakfast eaters or if you're the kind of people who like to do, you sleep in in the morning, so you like to do a late breakfast or like a brunch time thing and then dinner, maybe the quick service makes more sense. Um, a lot of people I've seen tend to go to the deluxe dining plan option because they like the flexibility but the mm -hmm. flexibility of it doesn't always equate to a cost savings depending on where you're using those credits so the way I recommend and by all means like this is a lot of work so don't think that you have to do this but the best use I've seen of this is I had a client who essentially pulled out a piece of paper and wrote down all of the restaurants that she was interested in eating at and how many you know, she's got she and her husband and their three kids, how much it would cost them per day, per plan, and then looked at those restaurant menus and figured out whether or not it was going to make sense. So she went by where they wanted to eat first and then looked at that cost to see if there was a cost savings there. And for them, it That's would make so more sense. That's so smart because you can look, even on the app right now, you can look at Be Our Guest. You can look at whatever restaurant you'd want to go to and see what everything is going to cost you if you're going to pay out of pocket. So if you, you know, that, that kind of does take some of the spontaneity out of like, what will I order? But you can sort of get an idea, like, is this the type of place where an entree is going to cost you $28 or $68? Right. You know, that makes exactly. a difference. Exactly. And also, you know, if you have like picky eaters in your family, whether they're your kids or your adults, it's, I always think it's good just to look at the menus ahead of time. Like, look, you're, when you go to Walt Disney World and even to Disneyland in some respects, having an advanced dining reservation for the restaurants you want to eat at is almost a necessity for the majority of them and is a necessity for certain places like Be Our Guest. Um, they just don't take, they just don't have the capacity to take walk-ins. up walk -ins. So you have to kind of know ahead of time anyway where you want to eat and what days because your park days. So it does take some of the spontaneity out of it. But the nice part about it is you can look at that menu and say, all right, I'm going to look at Be Our Guest dinner I want to take, you know, I hear it's amazing. I want to take my kids to this. Oh, wow. My kids don't eat French food. This is not going to work for them. This is, <laughs> you know, because you just never know. Like some people just, you know, they like what they like and they don't want to try new things. Or, um, you know, especially in Epcot, Epcot has some amazing restaurants and you can eat all sorts of different kinds of foods, but some people aren't that adventurous and that's okay, but it just may not make sense to have the dining plan if, you know, you're thinking that you're going to live, like I said, if you're going to live off chicken fingers and french fries all week, probably not a cost savings. Um, because the other thing you have to remember is that if it's a, it's an all or nothing plan. So if you're going to purchase the Disney dining plan, you have to purchase it for every single person in your party, um, oh. in your room. So mm. if you have picky kids, I shouldn't even say picky kids because like, I know plenty of adults that don't eat certain things, but if you have picky <laughs> eaters in your, in your, your traveling party, uh, you can't opt them out of the dining plan. You have right. to pay. They have or to allergies. So many, my, I me myself, I'm a gluten-free vegetarian you know, sometimes I'm wondering, is this going to work for me? If you're a kid who has, if you have a kid who has allergies or you're an adult who has allergies, 
Um, not all restaurants may work for you. Disney has a ton of options, but you are going to want to look in advance. And then obviously with making reservations in advance, you can add notes about the type of allergy that you have. Um, but, you know, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk about, um, yeah. you know, dietary restrictions, things like that. But Yes. I mean, it's even good to know, like, sure, a restaurant could say that it's vegetarian friendly, but maybe that vegetarian friendly meal is just pasta or maybe it's a salad and you don't, you would like to have something a little bit more substantial. Yes. So that it's just a good idea before you commit to paying for the dining plan or not paying for the dining plan, looking at the menus ahead of time, figuring out where you want to eat where it makes sense for everybody in your party to eat and then deciding from there on does it even make sense to consider one of the dining plan options because it just might not and if it does make sense really thinking about how you want to travel like i would totally be down for the deluxe dining plan because oh, the idea like the <laughs> idea of sitting at a restaurant three times a day like trying all those restaurants is totally up my alley but I've also been to Disney World many times so I I can approach my days differently for anybody who's going for the first time or the second time or maybe they haven't been in a long time I don't always recommend that um, because you know your table service meals are they're not they're not quick there's a reason why they're not called quick service and that's because they are you know they take your time they want you to enjoy your meal you know you're sitting at a table you're probably going through three courses. So, right. Do um, you have a four year old who can't sit yes. still for 30 minutes? <laughs> right. This is not the plan for you. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. So, it's not even just thinking about it whether or not it's a cost savings, because it can be, but also thinking about is this even going to work for you? You know, like, do you have a kid who's going to sleep through dinner? Maybe the quick service plan is the best option. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of deciding there's not a one size fits all. And it's kind of deciding how you want to tour and travel on your own. And then once you figure that out, then figuring out the cost. And for the record, even like you said, Jess, the, all of the menus are available online. Like you can go onto Disney's website or onto the app and see all of the menu options that are current. Um, but there are also plenty of other Disney related websites that, people post updated menus and costs too. So if you're having some trouble trying to navigate that, um, if you do a little bit of Googling, you should be able to find all that information pretty handily. Mm -hmm. So Ashley, recently we, you posted something about the fact that Disney is now offering free dining. Can you explain free dining? What's going on there? Sure. So free dining is a it is a Walt Disney World vacation package promotion. So free dining is essentially Disney's way of um, offering you the free Disney dining plan as part of a very specific resort package at Walt Disney World. So the way that it works is free dining is offered uh, for a very specific amount of time. It's usually about a two to three month window um, for very certain very specific certain travel days. And you are given free, quote unquote, free dining or free Disney dining plan package as part of your hotel stay. And which package you get depends on which hotel you're staying at. So for instance, 
if you're staying at a value resort like all-star movies and again this is just an example um, the free dining plan would be the quick service dining plan likewise if you're staying at the grand floridian you would be given the deluxe dining plan um, and by free dining i mean that you are getting your dining plan for free but you are paying full price for your hotel and your tickets so yes technically it is free dining but you are not saving money on the hotel and the ticket side so um you know is disney's way of saying it's free dining and it is free dining but um it is not the same as getting a room discount or a room a vacation package discount i should say mm. Yeah, so you really have to weigh that out because there are other discounts you can get on hotel rooms and things like that. But if you want this free dining specifically, then you are paying full price for your hotel and room. And so, yeah, I don't know that that always, even for me, I don't know that that would, <laughs> even for me and all the food I like to eat, I don't know that, that that would be the best deal. I'd have to really do the spreadsheet thing. I think well, having a spreadsheet anyway... Is, is always and, get, and getting out a calculator is always going to be the best thing, isn't it? Well, and, and the di free dining too, because it's such a, a finite amount of time and there's just a limited number of rooms that qualify for free dining. It, I mean, when free dining gets released, it is like a madhouse to get reservations booked. I mean, there's people who, who do wait for free dining and only travel during free dining and that's totally oh, fine. Wow. Um, but that being said, you know, you are, um, you need to have the flexibility of being able to travel during those windows. So it might not even apply to your family. Like if your family's going in February and or April vacation, it is highly unlikely that Disney's going to release free dining during those weeks because quite honestly, they don't need to. I mean, they've got plenty of people at the parks. So um, if those are the times that you travel normally, then you won't even, free dining is not even going to be part of your consideration. But if you are a family that can have some flexibility in when you travel, um, you know, you can keep an eye out for those free dining rates and uh, options. And then once they get released, then you can book your trip and have a yeah. very trusty travel agent to help <laughs> you book your trip. <laughs> and you were saying that some people wait for this free dining and this yes. is yeah. th this is when they book their trip is there when are some people I mean dining. you can you can go onto like Disney message boards Disney fan boards um, and there are there's 100% a whole group of people that literally only travel during free dining that's the time they go that's what makes the most sense for them I think part of it is the psychology of knowing that all of your meals are paid for in advance so even if it's not a cost savings, some people just budget differently and knowing that they can show up and essentially don't have to pay for any or very few of their meals on site allows them to budget for their vacation better um, because it is hard to budget for your meals, you know, before you get there. Um, oh, for sure. Like said, you can spend up, you can end up spending so much extra money on meals and food. I can imagine a family of even just four, what that could look like. And to know that you have that food part covered, I bet that that just helps you budget so much easier, for sure. I have some clients who, I'm actually, I would say many clients who've never been and who will ask me, you know, how much money should I budget for food? And I tell them that that's, I would not say an impossible question to ask, but it is a challenging one to ask. Partially because at any point in time, 
Disney can change the pricing. So it's mm-hmm. really hard to stay on top of exactly how many bottles of water they're going to drink or, you know, how many cupcakes they're going to eat or whatever those things are. So what I always recommend is if somebody's very concerned about their budget is to actually consider the dining plan as an option so that they know exactly how much money they've spent because they've already spent it. Or like we talked about earlier, sitting down and making a spreadsheet and actually looking at some of those menus and deciding, you know, what what's the average cost of an entree at this restaurant? Are my kids really going to like eat, you know, uh, three sushi rolls in Japan at Epcot, or are they just going to eat edamame? Like whatever it might be, figuring that out a little bit ahead of time. Um, because I could sit there and tell you that, you know, the average cost of a quick service meal is X and the average cost of a table service meal is X, but there's always going to be those outliers. Mm, and then of course be... you are walking by the churro cart Yep. and you smell it. <laughs> you yep. walk by the popcorn cart. You were not planning on having it. And I am totally, I am 100% person. Like, oh my gosh, I do not have this in my budget, but no. guess what? It's churro yeah. time. And those, I mean, they add up fast. They oh, add really up does. really fast. I mean, we, when we were at, um, when we were there for, for wine and dine, I remember like looking at my receipts the next day after being at Food and Wine and being like, "What did I? Do? What did I, I eat know, last what night? Did I get? <laughs> I tried like, everything. And just then you see the thing, everything. and you're like, oh, well, it's only here for a limited time. Right. I mean, I have to try the toffee. Like, what am I not going to get one of these macaroons? Right. Come on. It's like Disney's version of the Target dollar spot blackout. It's like you walk, <laughs> you walk in, and you're like, well, it's only five dollars. Then all of a sudden, hundred and twenty dollars later, and you're like, oh, when did oh, that happen? Gosh. That's why it's all about Target pickup orders. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That, they get you every time. Okay. Every time. But I could talk about Target. <laughs> I could to do a whole Disney Target conversation later. Um, but we yes, actually so... could. Anyway. But yeah, let's talk about um, some other. Let's talk about some other. Did we cover everything for Disney I think, Dining Plan? I think so. But if anybody has any questions that we didn't cover, shoot us an email. Send us a message. Um, send us a DM on Instagram. You know, we can definitely, re- I'm sure we will revisit this topic, so we can definitely answer your questions um, on a future episode, but also are just happy to answer it, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, or just via email. Uh, because, you know, again, like I said, there's no one size fits all. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of, well, if I do this and I do that kind of stuff. So just shoot us a message. We'll be happy to answer those questions for you. Yeah. And I'd really like to go over what some of the other parks are doing since we are the theme park heads and we're not just Disney. I'd love to go over some of the other parks and their dining plans, because likely maybe if you're doing a trip to California or Florida or wherever, you're not just going to one park. You might be branching out and going to Universal Studios. What is Universal offering? So Universal has two options for their dining plans. And this is going to be if this feels a little confusing, but basically it is the universal dining plan quick service version or just universal dining plan. So the quick service plan at Universal provides one quick service meal, um, which includes a, an entree and a soft drink, one additional soft drink and one snack. Um, and that cost is $23.99 plus tax for adults. And oh, that's worth it. Yeah, $15.99 for kids ages 9 and younger, plus tax. Um, It's valid at most of the quick service eateries in both parks. Um, Several places at Volcano Bay, which is Universal's 
water park and a handful of spots at City Walk, but it is not applicable at any of the hotel eateries. So if you are staying at a Universal Resort, um, just know that you wouldn't, this would be a very theme park and City Walk focused dining plan. So if you're planning on eating at your resort, you wouldn't be able to use the quick service. Um, the other option is the universal dining plan. So this is only offered to on-site hotel guests who are buying vacation packages. The full service plan is $51.99 per adult per day and $17.99 for kids. And it includes everything in the quick service plan plus one table service meal. Um, this plan again, can only be booked part as part of a hotel and ticket package, unlike the quick service one. The quick service one you can do day to day. So if you're going to Universal for two days and you want to add it on, you can do that. But the regular dining plan, you have to be staying at a Universal hotel. Um, there are only, a, gosh, 10, 12 restaurants at Universal that participate in the regular dining plan. Um, and none, again, are in the resort hotels. So, um, you know, there are table service restaurants, some in the parks, and then a handful of them out in City Walk. Um, and this changes fairly regularly, but, um, you know, it, again, it's a little pricey, um, especially if you're staying at Universal, but if you, if that's important to you and you want to be able to have, like I said, that prepaid option, um, and you're staying at a Universal Resort, you know, that's, this is an option for you. If you are going to visit for a day or two, you have the option of doing just the quick service plan, which might make sense. I mean, $24 for one day okay. is a pretty decent deal, depending on yeah. what you eat. Um, but again, it's, but you're better off just looking and seeing what the costs are for what you're going to eat and going from there. So Six Flags actually has a ton of options all over the country. Um, I have seen they have one day dining deals. I've done that before. I've been a Six Flags annual pass holder as well. But for these one day dining deals at Six Flags, you get two meals, a snack and drinks all day for 35 bucks. It's right now. That's really, really good. Um, they have uh, a sports bottle, like I mentioned before, they're free refills. Um, this is, if you're an annual pass holder, this is a great thing to get. You can have this sports bottle. I think it even like has a cute little thing to attach to like a, a belt loop. Um, my husband got it. He made full use of it. Uh, it's right now for 2019, it's $26. Um, that gets you free refills all year. Um, if you're only going for that single day though, you can do an all you can drink for $17. Um, not bad. Six Flags also has a really interesting thing where you can order food like vouchers in advance. Like for example, you can get like a chicken strips or a cheeseburger, hot dog and fries. Uh, you choose one of those with the fries uh, and a large fountain drink and you pay $14 for that. And then you have this voucher and you bring it into the park and there's a little bit of a deal there. So just by doing a little bit of advanced planning by going to the website of the theme park that you're going to, you might find things like this. Um, and then of course for annual pass holders, you can get a whole bunch of good deals. But of course, then you've got like a commitment. Six Flags is doing this thing this year in 2019 uh, where they're doing member dining. That's good for all the Six Flags all over the, the country. It's a 12-month commitment. 
and you basically choose the basic deluxe or premium plan and you pay per month. So check this out, Ashley. For their basic plan, like you get lunch and a snack and you spend $6.50 a month. But that's like you could go to Six Flags every day of the year and you're only spending $6.50 a month. So depending on if you live like right by Six Flags New England, if you live right by Magic Mountain and this is something that you do, I mean, for $6.50 a month and you can always get, you could just go to Six Flags for lunch and a snack. Um, uh, the deluxe lunch, snack, and dinner is $7.50 a month. And then the premium, you get lunch, snack, dinner, and unlimited drinks drinks for $9.50 a month. Wait, so um, like, are we talking non-alcoholic or alcoholic drinks? Non-alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I say, haven't seen, uh... I don't know. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Um, yeah, I haven't the cost seen. Of, like one beer in Los Angeles. So. I know, right? The, and actually, well, I'll get to that in a second, but Bush Gardens has something like that. But with Six Flags, I haven't seen anything that they have for alcohol. But depending, so they have this member dining, which is good for all Six Flags all over the country. Um, so like, even if you're, yeah, I should do the math on that. Because if you're planning on visiting a couple parks this year, like that may really make sense for you. Um, and then they, but individual parks, like for example, example, Six Flags Magic Mountain here in California has like an $82 year round pass that gives you lunch, dinner and a snack in each visit. And that's good for Magic Mountain and Hurricane Harbor, which is their water park as well. You can get all sorts of different upgrades. So check out websites of the theme parks before you go. And um, that would totally make sense for us. And like I said, my husband can chug beverages on a hot day like you would not believe. And that ends up costing so much money afterwards. So to be able to do an all-day drink for $17, yes for us. Um, at Bush Gardens, again, it depends on different locations. But they have, like, for example, in Tampa Bay, um, which is a great park, so fun. Um, they have all-day dining for $35. And so it's various locations throughout the park. You get one entree platter and a side or a dessert, and you can choose from a drink or a bottled water. At Williamsburg, which we were talking about in our very first episode, which is like one of my other favorite non-Disney parks, um, it's $40 uh, for just an entree and a side or dessert, but you can use it every 90 minutes. So think about how much food that you could get for 40 bucks. Um, with a drink, it's $45 for adults, $25 for a child. Um, or if you want the all-day souvenir bottle um, so that you can just keep getting drinks and there's no time limit on that, that's $50. But as you were mentioning with alcohol, they have a brew club membership at some bush gardens, um, Williamsburg in particular, for example, um, where you get like a stein <laughs> and you leave the stein there and then you can get this you know the, i'm sure the prices change but like you get like 40 percent off your drink or something crazy what? like that i know <laughs> right but like you also are like keeping this stein in the park like locked up and it's there for you whenever you get it's crazy um for when they do their food and wine festival they have something similar to like the sip and savor pass at uh, California Adventure, where you get 10 samples for 50 bucks, or you can do 15 samples for 70 bucks, which is basically they're saying that's the savings of like 45%. So um, I did a whole blog on whether or not uh, the Disney food and wine one makes sense for gluten free people. 
Um, you should check that out if you are a gluten-free person. Um, but in general, just again, checking in advance. We sound like a broken record at this point. Uh, Cedar Point. We talked about Cedar Point, one of the great theme parks, especially if you're a roller coaster fan. That's that's on the list. A single meal you can buy like single meals in advance uh, for fifteen dollars. That gets you an entree side and a regular drink, which is a huge discount from what you would get in the park. Or you can do an all day dining, and again, ninety minutes is like this magic number. I don't know why. Entree and a side every ninety minutes, all day dining for thirty two dollars. That's pretty good. Um, they also have a souvenir bottle or a drink pass. You can actually choose if you're someone like me who like, I don't want to carry around a bottle all day and get refills. Um, you can also do this thing called a drink pass where you get a reef, uh, a wristband and you get a disposable cup each time you show your wristband and then you just refill it. And, um, but that's every 15 minutes, every one, five minutes. So yeah, two day. You, they also have a two day dining plan if you're going to the parks for two days at Cedar Point. You can do two day all day dining for fifty four dollars. You can do an all season pass dining if you live in Ohio and you're going to be getting a Cedar Point season pass. Uh, you can add it to your season pass for ninety nine dollars and an all season drink refills for thirty two. So. In general, just checking the website of the park that you're going to beforehand. I think there's knots does something. I won't go into all of that, but check the sites. Decide if that's something you want to do. Being spontaneous is not the best way to save money. That's just the bottom line, especially when it comes to food. Um, my hot tip though, I don't know how much of a hot tip this actually is, but it's something that has saved me money. Um, so I'm a big water drinker. Raise your hand if you drink a lot of water. Raise your hand if you should be drinking more water. Pretty much uh, all of us. All of us, right? In my theme park bag, I obviously always carry a bottled water. Some people have been, especially at Disney, uh, have been weird about the the check-in with bag check and being like, oh, well, I have water in here. And it's like, they let you bring water in. Obviously, they let you bring food in. That's not, it's not like an airplane. It's not like you can't bring water into a park. But something that recently I have discovered is that the parks, at least in Disneyland in California, they are serving up some delicious water out of the water fountains by the bathrooms. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know what they've recently done, but every single time I've gone to the park recently, I have filled up my water by, and they have these water fountains by almost every bathroom, and the water is delicious and it's cold. So that is a huge way for me to save money because I'd normally buy, what, like three bottled waters a day or something crazy like that. And now I can refill it as much as possible and keep drinking my water and stay hydrated on hot days in California. Must do. The another hot tip about the water, just in case anybody's curious, is that Disney, all the quick service locations will give you a cup of ice water for free. Yeah, it's small. But they'll it's small. It to I'm you. just saying. But like, if for some, I I haven't drank out of the water fountains at Disney World in quite some time, so I don't know if the water fountains are still any good or not. But in case you have the reusable water bottle, and you would like some water, but you don't like the you don't like the taste of the water fountain option, you can go and get a couple of cups of water from the quick service and with some ice and throw it in your water bottle. So just another tip. Not as hot as yours, but just another tip. <laughs> Anything we, else, Ashley? Oh my gosh, Do you have any I, other advice that you can? think about or any other points of if you are someone who really likes to be part of message boards or Facebook groups or things like that you will see lots of posts of people who 
purchase the dining plan and on their last day they're buying a bunch of snacks to bring home or to give people as gifts to use up their snack credits which is totally fine and totally acceptable way to use it um, but I think people tend to um, overestimate how much they're actually going to eat when they're in the parks so unless you're us unless you're <laughs> us we and underestimate then and then we walk by the car and it smells yeah. delicious <laughs> <laughs> we just eat everything so we are probably one of the few people that we would end up spending money on top of the Disney dining plan but that being said um just do your research I mean you know it's it all sounds great in theory that you want to spend three meals a day sitting at a table service restaurant but if you've got a really antsy four-year-old who can't sit still through you know 30 minutes of anything you know just be realistic I think this is my best piece of advice for anybody traveling to Disney about anything is um, you know just know the limits that you and the people in your party have and you know set those expectations accordingly like you're not going to have less of a trip just if you just eat at quick service locations there's some great quick service options um one of my favorites is sunshine seasons at the land pavilion at epcot which is probably one of the most underrated um places to eat and they have the most amazing cupcake collection on disney property i think so just just know that like your your vacation isn't going to feel less exciting or less valuable because you didn't eat at Be Our Guest or didn't eat at Cinderella's Royal Table or whatever it might be. Um, but kind of set those expectations and know um, going into it, you know, what, what your eating plan is like and then make a decision on the dining plan based on that. It's the best piece of advice I can give. That was really good advice, actually. <laughs> I'm just a big planner. We're both, <laughs> We're both big planners. We're both big planners. That's why we do what we do. That's why we do what we do. Well, Ashley, I feel like we covered just about everything. But if we didn't, listeners, please feel free to reach out to us. Again, we are at MainStreetInspirations.com. You can reach us there. At Instagram, on Instagram, we are at MainStreetInspirations. My personal Instagram is at Jessicini. And my personal Instagram is at HappyGoAshley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And if you're interested in talking to Ashley at all about having her help you plan your trip, you can find her at MainStreetInspirations.com and connect with her Facebook page through there as well. And don't forget, if you see us eating all of the food in the parks or at <laughs> our resort, everything. <laughs> hey, come up to us and say hi. We'd love to meet you. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.